Hi everyone, I'm John Elsesser, Executive Director here at IMPEA, and this is our 15th and final stop on the State House Express for the 2021 legislative session. The General Assembly adjourned last Thursday. Typically, it would have been a signy die, but since they will need to reconvene in September to handle redistricting, they simply adjourned. The redistricting was delayed because of the delay in census data reporting. More about that sometime later. Last week, after seeing what direction the General Assembly was going with their final budget, I said it looked like Christmas in April. And then to top it off, it snowed that evening. The governor called it a transformational budget. And even if you look at the K-12 funding, it certainly was. There's no doubt that Hoosier families were the big winners in this budget. The state tuition support for public schools was increased by over 4% in each year of the biennium, with the intent to focus a good part of that on increasing teacher pay. There were also increases in special education and ELL funding. From a choice perspective, big changes are in store for families hoping to send their children to a non-public school. The income eligibility will increase next school year to 300% of the free and reduced lunch eligibility. Although it is important to note that families will still need to meet one of the tracks or pathways. Also starting next year, there will be only one voucher tier, 90%. So any family that's voucher eligible will receive a 90% voucher. That's 90% of their child's ADM amount that they would have received at their local public school. An additional pathway was also added for foster children. And finally, the new Educational Scholarship Program, which will be available for the 22-23 school year, will provide additional opportunities for students with special needs. These families will need to meet the same financial eligibility as a family applying for a voucher, and they will also have access to the same funding as a voucher student receiving his or her special education services from their non-public school. There will be a $10 million cap in the first year of the program when it's operating. There are lots of details to work out with that program. That's why there's a year to put those things into place. Please note that the increases to the state tuition support and the increases in special education funding will indirectly benefit the Choice Scholarship Program as well. And that's not it. The SGO program got a boost as well. The income eligibility for SGO scholarships will mirror the increase in the scholarship tax credit program, 300% of free and reduced lunch. The statewide tax credit cap will increase as well. It will increase $1 million to $17.5 million in year one and $18.5 million in year two of the budget. One caveat, the cap will be reevaluated in the next budget. Technically, it will return to $16.5 million unless we show that we're using that increased cap. Some other bills to note. House Bill 1008 allocates $150 million to a competitive grant program to address learning loss. IDOE has already announced the program, and it will go into effect as soon as the governor signs the piece of legislation. As we understand it at this point, to apply, all federal emergency relief funds would have to be expended. This would rule out most schools, public, charter, and private, as direct applicants. IDOE, although, is encouraging partnerships or collaboratives to apply for funding. Schools could be a part of the partnership with another entity, like a community-based organization because they would be the primary applicant. IMPEA is currently exploring such a partnership with Marion University. House Bill 1040 has been signed by the governor, and it deals with who's required to be trained in studying cardiac arrest. And it also clarifies what information must be provided to parents of students who have experienced symptoms. House Bill 1384 
which has been signed by the governor as well, requires that civics education be taught sometime in 6th, 7th, or 8th grade in public, charter, and state-accredited non-public schools. And this will be required for the 22-23 school year. House Bill 1514 removes consequences for low performance in the state's A to F system. And this includes choice schools receiving two Ds or Fs. In exchange, the state will be setting up a dashboard system to increase transparency around school performance. Senate Bill 54, the FAFSA bill, ended up dying in the final days of the session. Another thing that died late in the session was the fees fix that we had been advocating for. It would have clarified that fees related to any course a student was taking was allowable for voucher reimbursement. We're continuing to work on that, though, through administrative channels at the Department of Ed. House Bill 1549 which has a bunch of stuff in it, has a provision where a state agency would collect information on the income of high school graduates and then publish the average income by school publicly. Many legislators and advocates found this troubling, myself included. We'll need to look further into how the bill's language ended up in its final version. Senate Bill 263 designated religious activities as essential services. It attempts to strike a balance between shutting down churches during an emergency while also still providing authorities the ability to ensure safety protocols are in place. All in all, it was a very good session. If you ask anyone who saw me the day the budget was finalized, they would attest to witnessing my happy dance. I'm guessing it'll make TikTok sometime in the future. Just so you know, it was not a pretty sight. But with that said, I'd encourage all of you to do your own happy dance. You deserve to dance too. This has been one of the best advocacy efforts from our schools in my 13 years at IMPEA. So for that, I thank you. And in terms of saying thank you, please, please reach out to your legislators to say thank you. You can write them a personal note or you can use our Legislative Action Center. We included some specific legislators in our email last week. Speaker of the House Todd Houston was huge. Chairman Tim Brown and Chairman Mishler were key players as well. Remember that those thank yous will be remembered next session when we have a whole new list of priorities. We'll be scheduling some informational webinars over the next couple of weeks, so stay tuned. But in the meantime, we're signing off from our 2021 State House Express and doing our happy dance on out of here. Until next time, stay well and stay engaged.